0: Lord, I thank you and I worship you and I give you glory and honor. Holy Spirit, we ask that you would have your way. Mm. Thank you so much. Would you open up your Bibles to Matthew chapter 7? Mm. It's hard to stop worshiping when it's so sweet. I love that sweet worship. Thank you. Thank you. I've shared quite a bit earlier this week about how the doctrine of heaven is love. So can we read some verses tonight? In, uh, so let's go to Matthew 7, 7. It says, Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives and he who seeks finds. And to him who knocks it will be open." Or what man is there among you who, if a son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will he give him a serpent? If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father, who is in heaven, give good gifts? Good things to those who ask him. Therefore, whatever you want men to do for you, do also to them. For this is the law and the prophets. Verse 13, enter by the narrow gate, For wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leads to destruction, and there are many who go in by it. Because narrow is the gate, and difficult is the way which leads to life, and there are few who find it. Hold on to 13 and 14. Bear with me. Let's read some more. Beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravenous wolves. You will know them by their fruits. Do men gather grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? Even so, even good tree, every good tree bears good fruit. But a bad tree bears bad fruit. A good tree cannot bear bad fruit, nor can a bad tree bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Therefore, by their fruits, you will know them. Verse 21, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of God, but he who does the will of my Father in heaven. Many will, say in, many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name, cast out demons in your name, and done many wonders in your name? And then I will cl- declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practices lawlessness. He said all that and said this, Therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him to a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain descended and the floods came and the winds blew and beat on that house, and it did not fall, for it was founded on the rock. But everyone who hears these sayings of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man, who built his house on the sand. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat on that house, and it fell. And great was its fall. There's so many verses that are running through my head, like those who seek to save their life will lose it. The whole time we were worshiping, the only verse that would come to mind was in. Enter by the narrow gate, for wide is the gate and broad is the way that leads to destruction. And there are many who go in by it. I've had so many phone calls the last couple weeks, uh, and they weren't good phone calls. There were more people like, hey, my son just committed suicide. He's 22. Hey, my son was on the way back from a bonfire and he died. He's 15. And I wanted to talk a little bit about the kingdom of God because the enemy knows how powerful we are in the kingdom of God. And what's really unstoppable is a heart that's surrendered to God. That's the kingdom of God. So, I briefly want to explain what we're we're going through but I want to bring it into our family I mean think about it there was an angel that was at the right hand of God and then pride and jealousy entered in and he wanted to take over God and run his kingdom and he got kicked out and he took a third of the angels with him and he's not big enough and he's not strong enough to destroy God but he wants to be God and he wants to get even with God and he wants to take him out but he's not strong enough So what in the world is going on? And uh, we know from what Jesus taught us that the devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy. We know from the book of James that only good and perfect gifts come from the Father of life. And all, everything that's bad is of the devil. And one of the biggest masterpieces of deception is when the devil does something in your life and he gets you to blame God when God had nothing to do with it. That is when the devil has done the best job to deceive you. So if you were the devil and you wanted to destroy God, how would you hurt him the most? You would destroy his children. Who's been made in the image of God? Kendra, would you come up here? My daughter snuck in during worship. She's been going to college. I've not seen her all week. She's giving me that look. You better not embarrass me, Dad. (laughs) When you know your kid, you know what they're saying through their eyeballs. So can you tell this is my daughter? This is but she's not me. She's Kendra. Now she's a lot like me. She's way cuter than me. <laughs> Thank you. Have you figured out that there's lots of seasons that come and go, whether you like it or not? The book of Genesis, when sin entered in the world, he promised you seasons would come and go. There'd be seed time and harvest. I don't like that. <laughs> Cecil's laughing at me. <laughs> you don't have to like it. It's gonna happen. <laughs> Because the enemy is trying to destroy us. It's trying to destroy our families and it's trying to destroy our children. And he don't care about you. He don't care about anything. He's after God and destroying his legacy. And one thing I've learned is that the legacy of God is family. Husbands, wives, children, grandchildren, grandparents. It is the image of God. That is what God wants. And when he knew that he couldn't stop us, and when when Jesus came and purchased us back by his blood... He restored his family back in its rightful position, but it b- has begun to be restored through your heart when you believe. That's why we come up with these cliches like, hey, have you said the sinner's prayer? Have you accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior? You know, And we have these cliches, and you know what? All of them work if you surrender your life to him. I mean, does everybody know John 3, 16? I did a rodeo Bible camp. And I asked if anybody knew John three sixteen, and there was one kid out of seventy six kids that knew what it was. That made me mad. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whoever whoever believes in Him shall not perish but have eternal life. God God wants to. He wants His family back. when he's teaching us these things it doesn't make sense but metaphors unless you understand what, in my opinion what family is and I've l- memorized so many of these verses and learned so many different things but I didn't even come close to knowing what love was until that little girl that's no longer little anymore was born That's why these verses right here have a whole new meaning to me. Enter by the narrow gate, for wide is the gate. For wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leads to destruction. And there are many who go in by it. Because narrow is the gate, and difficult is the way which leads to life. And there are few who find it. So, the enemy's working overtime to destroy you. And when he can't stop you, then what he came up with was a plan that you could continue to trust in your mind again and become, of a, become in a club somehow. Let me explain that. When you run your own life and you're lord of your own life and you've not been saved, what part of you is trying to figure out how to find life? It's your soul. It's your mind, will, intellect, and emotions. And you go by how you're feeling, what you need. Do I need more money? Do I need a different wife? Do I need, you know, that's not even a joke anymore. Guys are ditching wives to find another one. And what they're doing is they're trading one set of problems for a different set of problems. And no matter what, you're going to have a set of problems. When really what's happening is the devil has you right where he wants you. Because if you're not serving God, you're serving yourself. And if you're serving yourself, you're serving the devil. There's no way around it. Well, I said all that to say this. In our culture, because we're so blessed and we can make as much money as we'd like and we can chase whatever we want, we acknowledge God and we accept God. But then we go on with our life and we acknowledge him and live our life how we want. That's the image in these verses that I wanted to share with you guys because when you find that narrow path and it's found in the depths of your heart and you surrender your mind and you refuse to let your mind be the one who measures your value and have the say of how you're doing or how you feel or what you're going to do and you surrender that and you surrender your values, and you surrender what you have to have, and you say, Lord, have your way in my life, the Holy Spirit meets you in the depths of your heart, and you start a narrow, narrow path that no one can interfere with. That's why me personally, on verses 21, 22, and 23, it says, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have, you, have we not prophesied in your name, cast out demons in your name, and done many wonders in your name? And then I will declare to them, I never knew you, depart from me you who practice lawlessness. I believe Jesus is giving a teaching that I hold on to now that I do not need to chase ministry or ministering. I need to chase the value that he's given me found in the depths of my heart. Thank you so much for such good worship. Because a lot of people will struggle with that worship because it's not entertaining enough. But if you close your eyes and turn your mind off, it's like pouring water into your heart. And when you can get water into your heart, the place where God lives, where you have the good soil, past all the cares of the world, the weeds and the bushes that we try to tend to to find life out of, We can go down in where the tree of righteousness is of Christ in us, the hope of glory. That is where family lives. That's where family lives. Do you know you're an eternal creature? I mean, not do you know it. Do you believe you're an eternal creature? Because you cannot be tied up in the things of this world and believe in eternity at the same time. What do you mean, Travis? I mean, your emotions cannot run your life and beat you up and throw you here and there when you have an eternal perspective. I know, because I'm tested, because my daughter is going to college without her daddy. And she hasn't asked me one day to go to school with her. I do not like that. I raised this little girl. I like being involved in her life. I like being with her every day. I think we should rope together every night. I think we should eat dinner together every day. You might think I'm joking. I'm not even joking. I think that's the way it should be. <laughs> and uh, she kisses me on the cheek and goes, I'm going to go to school and figure out whether I'm going to be a nurse or an or, or a equine dentist or whatever. See you, Dad. Wait. Wait. That's the hardest part about this life. You find something that's really good. You don't want to let go. You don't want to let go. But if you have an internal perspective and you understand the seasons will come and the seasons will go, and you actually want to walk this narrow path I'm referring to, it's actually a personal relationship with God, heart to heart, spirit to spirit. I have a choice to make. Am I going to serve my emotions and get depressed and be sad that my princess doesn't need daddy no more? Or I'm going to say, how exciting is this? That I've raised her to walk with God and to be solid in her choices. Now, Father, I turn her over to you. And I ask that you would walk with her with all of her heart, with all of your spirit, just like you and I have tried to walk spirit to spirit. Please. And then I have to let go. And step back. That sounds really good and it sounds really cool and most of you think you can do it. But here's my next question. Can you do it with your spouse? Whoa, 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 wait a minute. What do you mean with your spouse? Well, how bad are you trying to get your spouse to fulfill you? an important question because this narrow path that he's talking about is a narrow path of how you value life and how you walk through life that's the narrow path with your inner man not your outer man do you understand what I'm saying me and my wife will have been married 25 years in June And I'm not going to lie and say all 25 years have been peaches and cream. Because there has been a lot of vinegar and ice cubes. In other words, it's not easy. Because we've had seasons where we actually had to lean on our relationship with God. Or can I say the narrow path on the inside of a man where my faith, hope, and love come from. That I don't need her to change. I don't need her to have a better day. I don't need to blame her why my days are bad or why we're fussing or whatever my excuses are. I need to actually lean on. What's your answer? I'll tell you what I did learn. To lean on the Holy Spirit. because these teachings are so rich and so real. If you'll just read one, pa- one chapter a day, if you'll just give God 20 minutes and read those verses, what did it take us, uh, seven minutes to read those verses? Because I read really slow. But invite the Holy Spirit to speak to my heart. And through these verses, it talks about building my house on the rock and not being deceived and chasing things that lets everybody else think that I'm a man of God. But to dig deep in, through your emotions, through your worldly identity, and stand up of who you are in Christ. And the only way you can do that is through your personal prayer life. I'm talking about when you drive down the road and you're by yourself after whatever phone call you get or whatever's worrying you because the business deal didn't go just right and you don't know how you're going to get the money for the, whatever's coming up. When you can say, you know what, Lord? That opportunity is not my provider. You're my provider. I gave you my life, Lord. So therefore, my life is not my own. It's yours. So if that opportunity got closed or stolen or whatever my emotions and mind want to tell me, it doesn't matter because you are Lord of my life. Therefore, you are my provider, my peace giver, my hope, my destiny. You purchased me by your son's blood and you sealed me with this Holy Spirit. So therefore, I trust you, Lord. When you talk like that to yourself in the privacy of your mind, your emotions will be quiet. But I'm going to tell you the devil's not done trying to steal, kill, and destroy. But I love this verse. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. And when you're just willing to pray, his grace and mercy is way stronger than the best day of your mind trying to stand because your heart is sealed. He promises that the rain's going to come. The rain and the floods and the winds are going to blow. And it's going to beat on your life. But I'm going to say it again. If you'll stay true to the narrow gate, which is your born-again spirit, and you'll ask the Holy Spirit for wisdom, he'll meet you where you're at, and he'll get you to stop looking at, like that season I was referring to with my wife, Stop looking at your wife the way that you want to. And I I finally just said, okay, I don't know what you're talking about, God. You'll have to show me. And he goes, I'm glad you asked. Will you look at her the way I do? Ow. I was not looking at her the way that you do. I guess because I don't see her the way you do right now. Holy Spirit, will you show me? That's a dangerous prayer. Because he'll show you like that. Now, I've used these two stories because I want people to know what makes a marriage glorious is that you're sharing life together. Because you're storing memories And things that you've done together, like raising children and going through those storms. Watching each other grow old. Making memories. It's easy to make those decisions and surrender to sharing life in marriage with each other. Then you become quick to forgive, slow to speak. Because you don't know what's going on with them, and you allow them to say what they want. And you don't even want to answer it. You just want to show them that they're still valuable to you. In fact, you're not even going to fix it. You're just going to make sure that they know that they're still valuable. Wait a minute. Where do I learn that? That's how God treats you. He listens to you. And he has nothing but love and to show you where your strength really comes from. And then what happens is faith, hope, and love rises up on the inside of you and the obstacles are not as, quite as big and it gives you the strength to go forward and continue on. She liked that. She's clapping. <laughs> she needs to come to all my services. Yay! But I'm just trying to be a little transparent this evening. We've had so many good services this week and a lot of really good teachings and revelations and testimonies. I mean, golly, and a wide variety of them. But I really want to bring it home because if you can just dig a little bit deeper, because I'm promising you, you can have as much of God as you want. And when you anchor your soul in your spirit, whatever path that God has given you to hike down which if you listen to the testimonies or you go back on the internet on Happy Acres Cowboy Church and go back and listen to them, it's amazing the different trails people are walking this week and how God is using them where they're at and using them where they're at. But tonight I want to bring it a little closer to home and focus on family. Because if you read these, in these last days, We're going to have to come against the spirit of religion and the lie that there is such a thing as a thought train or a social club that will carry you through this life. What I read to you is the narrow path that he wants you to find is actually been paved by the spirit of the living God that you can find in the depths of your heart. That's the only place you can find it. Now, I encourage you to go to a good church. I encourage you to go to church. I encourage you to fellowship with each other. But don't ever let that be your relationship with God. Let that work with those things. Does this make sense? But I don't want you to be tricked that the truths of what the powerful name of Jesus does keeps you out of the narrow path. Because he said right here that it can. Because we serve a jealous God. And every one of us is made in the image of God. And the fact that we're breathing, there's an image of God on the inside of us. If you're alive, you have purpose and God is in you just like as obvious as it is that I that is my daughter. That is my daughter. She's her own person, but she looks like me. Sorry. You're still pur- you're prettier. But God's family is the same way. I'm tired of talking about it. I want to know if when you went to work or when you went through a week, did you show the people you came in contact with the love that God gave you. Because I love how Drew says it. Because he has sought God so hard and studied denominations and religions so hard. I'm not talking about 10, 20, 30 years of his life. It all came to one spot. And it was the Holy Spirit. And he realized intellectually he'll never be able to understand the Holy Spirit. And then his personal prayer language of praying in the Holy Ghost came. Did it change your life? Did it set you free? Did s- <laughs> So when he got filled with the Holy Ghost and really started to seek in the Holy Ghost because he's already studied everything 12 ways from Sunday, then all hell broke loose in his life. Why? Because the devil does not want him going down that narrow path. True? And the way God began to help me be more direct about the narrow path, it all pointed back to the Holy Spirit and intimacy with God. 100%. Intimacy with God. And then what hurt me the most... Is when i said well i want more of you and less of me he says perfect your marriage is a reflection of your relationship with god and how you love them and how you choose to forgive them so if you really receive my forgiveness then i expect you to extend that same forgiveness in love do i need your forgiveness son no lord you don't need you don't need my forgiveness then who does What does the Bible say you are when you get married? You become one. God knew what he was doing when he created a man and a woman. Because a marriage just does not work unless you're willing to forgive. You're willing to enjoy life. You're willing to do the things that God has meant for you, starting in the depths of your heart. I hope that I'm being clear today because your heart can be so full of joy and so full of eternal life because whether you die today or whether you live today, whether you eat today or whether you don't eat today, you will live forever in this position and your heart can be full and you have no worries because nothing can separate you from the love of God. How did you get that? Well, I received the forgiveness of God when I accepted Jesus and I chose to believe. So wait a minute. He gave you peace when you surrendered your identity for his identity and you received a savior? Yes, yes I did. What happened after that? There was a battle in this life as I tried to figure out how to get through life that tried to steal that seed. Well, how did you keep it from stealing? Well, I guess I prayed. You did what? Well, I asked, and it was given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be open to you. For everyone who asks, receive, and he who seeks, finds, and to him who knocks, it will be open. Or what man is there among you? Who, if his son asks for bread, will give you a stone. Or if he asks for a fish, would you give him a serpent? That sweet little girl that claps for me all the time. Oh, she's got her headphones in. Dang it, she missed her cue. If she said, Daddy, I'm really thirsty, swallow your spit, honey. I'm really I'm really hungry. Well, chew on your tongue, girl. We all laugh about it. No, of course. Here, sweetie, have a drink. How come we're not opening up our heart and letting God love us like we love that little girl? no, wait a minute, why don't we believe a little deeper and say, Lord, if there's more in this life, will you give it to me? I'm going to seek this more. If there's more of you and less of me, I'm going to seek this thing. Now we're getting to an area where we can't teach this to you. But we can encourage you when you're by yourself to ask the Holy Spirit in Jesus' name, and he'll meet you right where you're at, whatever's going on in your life, and you can have more. The woman at the well, if you knew who I was, you'd ask me for a drink. That's what Jesus said. I'm telling you tonight, I want you to drink from the well of Jesus Christ. His blood purchased you the rights. It's not about right or wrong. He don't care what your struggles are in life. If you will just pray and ask. And don't get caught up in the deception that when you get this love you want to chase serving that love that would disappoint God and he'd say when you stand before him because all of us are going to die and stand before him, he'll say depart from me you work of iniquity. You never knew me. That's right. You're going to look in his eyes and he's going to look in yours when you die and he doesn't care what you've done in his name if you want to know the truth. He doesn't even care what your doctrine is. He doesn't care what chapter and verse is your favorite. What he really cares is, what did you do with my love? Now, I'm not going to lie. I care what Kendra does with the life that I gave her. I care about it. And I care, I care about who she marries. And I care about the plan she makes in life. Because I want her to have children. So I can have Grandchildren. I want her to pick one person to marry and stay married to that one. See, parents are not kids' best friend. They're the life coaches. It about broke my son's heart. He's 16. I said, son, I'm not your friend. Don't joke around with me like that. I'll be your friend after you get married. Then you're going to need a friend. I want you to become a young man. I want you to learn responsibility, character, integrity. I want my daughter to be treated like a princess. So the man that shows up, he better have a job. He better make money. He better be able to provide for her, her horses, and her children. Otherwise, he better not show up to my house. That's called family. And I'm telling you, your heavenly father is the same way. But if you're Lord of your own life, in your mind, he steps back and goes, good luck, I'll be here. When you're done smashing into that brick wall because you're trying to find life and you're really going to lose it but I am the way, the truth, and the life and I'm not moving I said all that to say this during worship the Lord just kept saying tonight you're talking about the narrow gate tonight you're talking about the narrow gate okay how would you like to do that Lord tonight you're talking about the narrow gate I can tell you that I would not be married if I did not walk in that narrow path. No matter what denomination you are, the narrow path is still the same because it comes down to your heart. That's what God's after. That's not what he's compromising. in. And just like I won't compromise for my children, now when they get old enough, they can get in their car, they can drive wherever they want and they can spend their money on whatever they want and if they don't want to ask me for advice they can go do whatever you want and your heavenly father is the same way with you but there will be a day you will stand before him and I'll say it again I don't care if my daughter makes 50,000 mistakes my love for her is not changing I don't care if she marries some knucklehead that won't even work a job but she has to suffer like that the rest of her life and I can do nothing for that that was her choice and I will love her and I will love him in his knuckleheadedness. Why? How many of you have had God love you in the middle of a horrible season that you did some bonehead thing? That's family. It's not a religion, it's a relationship. Feel the Holy Spirit tonight. I feel like it is a crying Father that says, "I have so much more to you than you can even see. I have so much more than you ever even felt. But I can't teach you this through your mind. I want you to believe it, receive it, and live by it through your spirit." We're coming into such a time that we're so blessed with these little boxes that we carry around and we entertain our mind so hard. We're leaving God behind, but because we had an experience with him in the past, we're holding on to that experience. And it's no different than my daughter going to college and not talking to her daddy for two or three years. Can you imagine that? I can't. But just last week, I was following a couple close friends. Not really close friends, but I know their family and so on and so forth. So kind of close acquaintances, I guess, that's the right word. They're trying to make the NFR, and I'm laying in my bed at night just listening to every report I can do, kind of following them. And the Lord whispered in my ear, I sure miss you. I turned that phone off, threw it under my bed. Jennifer goes, are you All right. No, that's where I want it the rest of the night. I want that falling under my bed the rest of the night. Because so I ain't going to crawl under that bed and get it till tomorrow. When it's 7 or 8 in the morning, I have to get it. If I sit up by my bed, I'll get bored and reach for it again. And I don't need to do that. I need to call on the name of the Lord. And let him be Lord of my life. And ask him for wisdom. And get his perspective. Because he knows what's standing in the way of me living by my the eternal perspective of my Heavenly Father. He knows, but He will not do anything unless I ask. Didn't we just read that? Ask, seek, find. When you know this love, you don't have to know all the right answers. You just have to take the same love and pour it into broken, hopeless, wounded lives. This is what I keep finding again and again and again. As people are becoming hopeless, and that living water is hope, like nitrogen, hope. So when someone's hurting so bad, you should be able to walk right over to them and say, I want you to know that you are so valuable to the true and living God. That every step you take in life, God's not going to leave you or desert you. That he just wants you to know that you're valuable and he's here for you. You can do that. So Lord, I give I ask that you'd give them strength for overcoming disappointments. You're the salt of the earth. I know I said it over and over again, and I'm gonna say it again. You are the salt of the earth, a light that cannot be hidden. All of you guys love the Lord or you wouldn't be sitting here on a Friday night. So grab a hold of both hands like you're fixing on a big old lake and say, hit it because there's storms coming there's storms coming I'm not saying that to scare you I'm not saying that I'm talking about emotional pressure disappointment and things like that because that's life my uncle just died ow but I have an internal perspective so those feelings I can enjoy but I don't have to serve them this making sense. God created your emotions for you to enjoy life. If I didn't understand what mourning was, I wouldn't understand what joy was when a baby was born. But those were never ever supposed to own you. But what we're having in our culture is those emotions are owning them, and the devil's after family. And people have become so self-centered that now boys want to marry boys and girls want to marry girls. And you know what the real problem is? They can't find love anywhere else. You are an ambassador of the love of God. You are. Would you pray with me? Father, I hope this week that people can feel more valuable to you. I thank you so much for every person that can hear my voice. And I ask that you would give them strength to leave behind the things that have them stuck in a rut that they cannot get out of. And that by your grace and your strength, the mind of Christ and the wisdom of God, they can rise up above the things that are holding them back. And that they'll be able to stand up in faith and not fear. And they will walk forward in Christ. Because you are the author and the finisher of life. And Lord, we just want to stand with you and live in your life. We want your love to rule. We want the rivers of living water that you promised so that people can drink. They can drink deeply. So I just commission every single person that can hear my voice, go farther. Surrender More live with purpose because you'll find that purpose in the depths of your heart, and He'll guide the steps of your life. Father, I just thank you.